health information from experts, supported by research. From University of Utah Health, this is thescoperadio.com. You know, it seems like that there is no shortage of supplements that promise to make you healthier, prevent illness, improve your performance, uh, whatever. So how can a person determine if a supplement is legit or not? Thunder Jalili is a professor in the Department of Nutrition and Integrative Physiology at University of Utah. Thunder, let's start the conversation. What is a supplement? What are we talking about here? So technically, there's a law that was passed years ago that, you know, basically exempts nutrition supplements from any kind of research. Uh, so the research is done to support their use is, um, is voluntary. Now, some supplement companies do it, some don't. But basically, this law said nutritional supplements still count as food. So because they are basically in the food umbrella, they don't need to have research done on them. All right. Like um, a lot of medicines will have research done things. to make sure that they work and make sure they're safe and those types of things. But supplements don't. Supplements don't because, you know, supplements, because of that classification, they don't have the same, um, the same requirement to do all the health and safety and toxicity and efficacy and all that type of research that goes into a, to a pharmaceutical. So to define supplements is tough because even though the law says, you know, they, they, they're not medicine, they, they kind of fall in the food realm. It's in reality, it's not really the food realm because it's not like, you know, they grow on trees, they grow on trees or they're, you know, some process in some way, either they're pure compounds made in the lab or they're, botanical extracts or they're, you know, a botanical that was extracted and purified into one compound or different things like that. And from a medical standpoint, like nutritional supplements, those kind of implies like I'm not getting enough of something. So I need to take this thing to get more of that thing. Is that how another way to look at it? Yeah, exactly. And that, and that is the whole impetus behind supplements. Now, the thing is, you know, you may uh, think and you may have good reason to believe that you need a supplement because you you do not have a certain nutrient or a certain botanical or somebody may convince you that you need to have this nutrient or botanical, you know, in order to be healthy. Yeah. So it kind of comes in both directions. And I think the way that society is now, you know, it's very much the latter. There's so many products out there and, you know, we have people are trying to convince you that you need to take this or you need to take that to, you know, avoid um, cardiovascular disease or to enhance your exercise performance or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. And I think maybe, um, you know, another way to look at it too, is it's not just a lack of something. It's this idea that if you get more of a thing, it's going to do the things you just mentioned, enhance performance or make you healthier or something of that nature. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe supplements, uh, long ago started off life, you know, as a way to, keep people from becoming nutritionally deficient in various vitamins and minerals, but it's definitely grown quite a bit in the last hundred years. And a lot of it now is, is uh, just have having extra of something in order to have some beneficial effect. Yeah. Like they, a lot of supplements come with a promise. It seems like, right? They do. They do. And oftentimes that's all it is, is a promise. You know, you don't oh. really know as a consumer, you know, you're kind of uh, rolling the dice a little bit, unless you land on something that has research behind it where you can be a little bit more confident that you're going to see an effect. Okay. And what are your general rules that all of us should keep in mind before we start thinking about adding a different supplement? Because I take a few supplements, right? And I, I was thinking about how I ended up taking these particular supplements. And 
part of it is like maybe a friend recommends it. Maybe I'm taking one because a doctor thought it would be a good idea. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm taking another one because like a multivitamin because I think, well, you know, better be safe than sorry and just go ahead and take that multivitamin. Or do you have any yeah. general rules when it comes to like you're you're considering maybe adding something? Yeah, yeah. Um, since you mentioned multivitamin, I will say I don't think everyone should take a multivitamin. Um, that's very much a, a individual thing because there's enough research out there that shows sometimes taking um, a multivitamin or or vitamin supplements can actually increase the risk of certain cancers or or oh. yeah, which which is kind of scary or or heart disease. But but uh, yeah. Um, just a couple basic important general rules. Number one, most importantly, know what it is you're taking. And that may sound really stupid, but it's amazing that a lot of people will take a supplement that they're recommended to take and they have no idea what's in it. You know, and I think that's a very basic thing. Know what's in the supplement you're taking and know what it's supposed to affect, what it's supposed to do. It's it's kind of funny how somebody might take a supplement without knowing what's in it or what it does when we would never see a bottle of something laying on the sidewalk <laughs> open it up and just consume it. Like if it said, hey, get stronger, drink me, you know, nobody yeah. would do that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, if somebody gave you some really crazy looking food and said, just stick it in your mouth, you know, you would say, well, what is this? What, what's in it? You know. Yeah, but for some reason we do that with supplements and there's a lot available online, you know, that 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 make people, you know, companies make claims, people buy it, people take it and they really don't know what's in that. And I yeah. think uh, another quick rule for that like knowing what's in it and what it does is you got to be careful at the websites you're looking at, right? Mm -hmm. Cuz I I did a Google search before we, you know, had this conversation and two of the websites I found said, you know, these are the supplements you should take and upon closer examination, one was an affiliate link page, which means they're making money when you click yeah. on the buy this supplement. And the yeah. other one was just straight on a company that was selling supplements, right? So like, yeah. I don't know that I necessarily trust them 100%. Oh, you're exactly right. And, you know, the supplement industry is big business. Um, it's not well regulated. And most people get into the supplement industry, you know, to try to make money. So it's, it's, it's different than the pharmaceutical industry because the pharmaceutical industry, yes, people want to make money. You know, that's part of it, but they have to show efficacy and uh, they have to show safety. And so you have kind of a dual mandate there in supplements. You don't always have the second part that it's useful. All right. So your first rule, know what you're taking, what's in it and what it's supposed to do. What's your next rule? Yeah. Yeah. My, my next rule is... Uh, do the best you can to find out if there's actually research that supports uh, the efficacy of the supplement. Uh, so in other words, if somebody, you know, tells you, you know, gives you that packet of mystery stuff and says, oh, you should take this, it's going to increase your energy levels. Well, do a little homework. Find out the ingredients. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, be best to talk to a nutritionist or a dietitian, but, um, you know, Google it at least and see if there's any data uh, that shows those ingredients are effective for what it's supposed to do. And, you know, there's enough, there's enough resources out there like WebMD and other places where you can get information on, on supplements. So that's, so that's my second rule, know what you're taking and then see if there's actual research and evidence that it does what it's supposed to do. And be sure that when you are looking up that research, that it is coming from a legitimate trusted source. And it's, you know, somebody doesn't have ulterior motives for telling you that information. 
And if they talk about the research, make sure that they're actually linking to those research studies. Yes. I think is, is what I would recommend and what, what I found when I was doing some. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I, I mentioned like WebMD just as an example, you know, cause that's, that's, that's a, that's a fairly, uh, you know, good website. And, and, um, if you really want to be savvy about it, um, the websites that do talk about supplements or provide, you know, evidence of supplements, they oftentimes will have like a reference list, like where they got their information. And you can look at those too. Um, and one thing I'll say, if, if the list of supporting the supplement is mostly cell culture studies, you know, no animal studies, no human studies, I would be skeptical because the reality is that almost any, uh, you know, botanical, phytochemical, vitamin, whatever you find, can do something in cells. But 99.9% .9 of them fail by the time they get to humans. Mm. So right. be, be skeptical of research that only involves cells. You know, at least we want to see animal studies and preferably we'd want to see some human studies. All right, Thunder. So we talked about, you really should know if a supplement you know, the efficacy of it, meaning does it work? Does it do the things that it's saying it does? You know, you should do your due diligence, look for some research. But what about that safety aspect? I think a lot of people can think, you know, it's a supplement, it's natural. You know, there, there isn't really any safety considerations, but that's not true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our idea that if something is natural, it has to be safe. That's totally wrong. And um, think about this. Radiation is natural, right? But we generally <laughs> accept radiation is not safe. Right. So, you know, especially in give... large amounts, like you're dealing right. with, with supplements. Sometimes you're taking large amounts that you could never consume in food. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so just get rid of that notion that just because it's natural, it's safe. Um, so having said that, uh, there are some general considerations for, for supplements. So it, most of the vitamins and minerals that we have out there, um, they've been studied uh, quite a bit for a long time. There are um, upper tolerable level intakes that have been set for these. So um, what I would recommend if anybody is going to take like an individual vitamin or mineral supplement, they can go and, and just double check that their dosage is underneath that UL, that upper tolerable limit. Uh, in general, if you're hovering right around the, the RDA, you have nothing to worry about. Um, there's a few that may be, you know, a little more risky, like if uh, um, people are taking vitamin A, uh, supplements, for example, it's actually a pretty low dose. It can still provide toxicity. So you want to be careful about that. Um, most people don't take um, high amounts of vitamin A orally, but they may be prescribed a vitamin A cream, you know, like uh, like Retin-A or Accutane, or, or Accutane, which is a pill, something like that. Um, and then there's a website that the Office of Dietary Supplements runs. This is an office through the National Institutes of Health. Uh, and it really has fantastic information about all vitamins and minerals and even a good amount of herbal supplements. So that, I think, is a, would be a go-to resource for anyone who wants to know more information. Um, and then the last part of that kind of general story with, with supplements, uh, we do have a lot of herbals out there now. Um, and when I say herbals, I'll include like things like grapeseed extract that, you know, everyone's familiar with or green tea extract, but also even like individual uh, compounds that can be isolated from herbs, like things like resveratrol or quercetin or things like that. Uh, some of these herbal compounds may have uh, potentially higher risk than others. Um, 
And the risk is not necessarily maybe from a toxicity standpoint, but from the standpoint that they could have drug interactions. Uh, and one reason why you may see that is because uh, some of these herbal compounds uh, may depend on the same mechanisms as a drug you may be taking for either absorption or distribution throughout the body, or maybe even um, detoxification and excretion. And so when you're assigned a drug, you're given a dosage that takes all that stuff into consideration to still have enough drug left over after your body degrades it to do its job. But if you take a herbal supplement that could also be using those same pathways, that could impact on how that drug actually works. So the short of it is, it's very important to tell your doctor what supplements you may be taking, especially what herbal supplements you may be taking. So they're aware of that and they can, you know, look it up and make sure they, they can make adjustments if, if they have to. What about the safety of the actual ingredients in the supplement? Because since it is not regulated to the extent that, you know, regular medications would be regulated, you don't always necessarily know what's in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so the concern that I have in, in general um, is maybe a little less about the safety. I mean, there's always some safety issues like, like, like you may have some, some uh, like red yeast rice. I'll just pick on that one just because it's on the top of my mind right now. Um, people take this red yeast rice extract to lower cholesterol. Um, and it kind of works, but there may also be other compounds in that red yeast rice that, that potentially could cause kidney problems or liver problems, right? And it depends quite a bit on what batch it is, what, you know, who the manufacturer is, the, the levels vary across the board. There's no, you know, regulation like you have with a drug where every dose has to be exactly the same, no matter who makes it. And the other thing is sometimes, you know, kind of beyond the safety thing, but just the, the efficacy, does it work? A lot of times you may have varying levels of the effective ingredient, or maybe they're even not even present at all. They're totally not there. And again, to pick on red yeast rice extract, this is, been found in the past where, you know, one brand will have X amount of the active ingredient and another brand will have absolutely nothing. So, so that's kind of a tricky bit. So if you're taking a supplement to treat a medical condition, I would be careful about that. Um, you know, you may actually be better off with the actual pharmaceutical instead. Got it. And then what about compounds in there that you don't know about? Does that yeah. happen often? Cause isn't there isn't there for supplements some sort of a certification that some supplements can voluntarily do that shows that it's it's pure or it doesn't have other additives or, or something like that? Yeah, you know, the key point you just hit on, Scott, is voluntary. Some supplement <laughs> companies are are very good in that they hold themselves to a high standard. They they test their products, they they're, you know, they make sure they use purified ingredients. They're very public about this. Um and, you know, because they're trying to get their market advantage as as being, you know, uh, a good player in the field and giving you the pure, honest product. But there's other companies that don't do this. So, um, you know, I would definitely gravitate towards towards the more um, well-known brands that actually have some sort of research they do on their product or, you know, some sort of data behind them showing that the ingredient is in there and, you know, and it's shown to do this and that. Uh, and you have to look for that. You know, as a consumer, we have to dig for it because it's not required. The FDA doesn't require this stuff because they're supplements and they're, you know, classified technically as food. 
you know, it's not a drug. So it's on us to do our homework. So uh, maybe finding the cheapest stuff or ordering some stuff online, you know, from uh-huh. a might not be the best idea when it comes to supplements because you're rolling the dice. I think you're about to say you're rolling the dice. (laughs) Exactly. I was going to say that you are rolling the dice, you know, and uh, sometimes you get what you pay for. Um, I remember when I was a little kid, uh, there was an advertisement for helmets, for motorcycle helmets. And I used to ride motorcycles and Bell, this company makes helmets, used to say, advertise, if you have a, you know, $10 head, get a $10 helmet. (laughs) (laughs) This is, yeah, it reminds me of that. So yeah, Yeah. cheapest is not always best. And I I like to gravitate, especially with herbals. I like to gravitate, you know, towards something that has a data stream behind it. And like, for example, you know, grapeseed extract is a popular one to take to lower blood pressure. Um, There's lots of different brands out there, but there's been a couple of brands that have actually been studied in clinical studies, clinical trials. Um, I would buy those brands personally. Um, same thing with like uh, turmeric, curcumin, you know, another really popular supplement. There's certain brands that have been studied that have been analyzed for pharmacokinetics. I would, I would get those brands. They're not the cheapest ones. I'll tell you that right now. They probably cost five or 10 times as much as the, as the cheap stuff you get. But I know there's a data stream behind it that shows it has some effectiveness. There are instances where, um, you know, somebody has already taken a supplement for whatever reason it's been recommended, whatever, and they really think it works for them. Right. And there's not research to support that. I've found myself in that situation. Is there any harm in just taking that? Because, you know, it's working for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, So I'm, I'm fairly open-minded about that, that part of it. Um, In anything we take, uh, the placebo effect can be pretty powerful. You know, it's been said the placebo effect can, you know, give 30 or 40% of a, of, of the overall effect. So my position is if it's a supplement that, uh, is, is safe, um, you know, has safe ingredients, the levels of the ingredients are not, you know, too high. It's not something that has a toxicity risk you know, and, and you feel it has a benefit and you can afford to pay for it, then go for it. Right. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, there's a lot of people that do kind of swear by supplements and it makes them feel better that they're taking what they're taking. And again, as long as there's not a risk from, for harm from that, I think that's okay. Probably a good idea to talk to your doctor about it as well, since they would also be, or a nutritionist, they would be educated on those aspects that you just brought up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, honestly, uh, a dietitian or nutritionist would be a better source because, yeah, because when it comes to supplements, you know, doctors, there's, they have no training, um, in nutrition or in supplements per se. And so you get a mixed bag, you get some physicians who are really savvy because they're interested in nutrition. They're interested in supplements and they've taken their own time to educate themselves and are coming from a position of expertise in medicine and physiology, so so they're good, right? But then there's other doctors that, you know, just they're busy and they don't care that much about it, so they don't really know anything about nutrition or supplements. So it's hit and miss, you know, getting information from a doctor. So I would say if your doctor falls into that former category where you've talked nutrition and you know they're into it and you know they've educated themselves, they can be a good source. Um, but otherwise, you're your more reliable source would be a dietitian or or a nutritionist. Have a question about a medical procedure? Want to learn more about a health condition? With over 2,000 interviews with our physicians and specialists, there's a pretty good chance you'll find what you want to know. Check it out at thescoperadio.com.